You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Caesarea Philippi, modern-day Banyas, was located about 25 miles north of the Sea of Galilee at the base of Mount Hermon. Near the city is a rocky area with a cave from which, it is believed, flows the largest spring feeding the Jordan River. The waters flow forth in abundance, creating a beautiful, fertile area nearby. This area near the cave holds some significance historically as a pagan site to both Greeks and Romans. The god Pan, or Panius, was worshipped here, along with Zeus, Tyche, Nemesis, and even the emperor. At the time, the local belief was that the cave was the entrance to the underworld from which evil demons rose with the waters which flowed from its mouth. It was literally the gates of Hades. Jesus brings his disciples to this particular religious site and poses a question. Who do people say that the Son of Man is? You can almost see the hands fly up. John the Baptist, Elijah, Jeremiah, a prophet. And then Jesus, like any good teacher, tweaks the question up just a notch. But who do you say that I am? I imagine not one hand flew up this time. It is Simon Peter, our beloved Peter, finally, who dares to speak. You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. It is one of those rare moments every teacher loves when a student gets beyond just giving the right answer and comes to true understanding. Jesus acknowledges Simon Peter's confession with praise, a new name, and a new challenge. I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. You can almost see Jesus gesturing toward the cave believed to be the actual gates of Hades. Peter is the foundation, the keystone of the church Jesus is building. It is not because Peter had any particular physical prowess, it is Peter's confession of who Jesus is that singles him out. Jesus is constructing a new community. And after Jesus is gone, Peter will be the chief teacher in that community because he understands who Jesus really is and what he is about. In giving Peter the keys of the kingdom, Jesus is showing that Peter will have the authority of a rabbi who would have had the keys to unlock the synagogue as well as the metaphorical keys to unlock the meaning of Torah.
But it's not as simple as just being handed a big old key ring and a textbook and a command to go teach. According to Jesus, Peter hasn't come to his understanding of who Jesus is through any human or flesh and blood teaching, but by God himself. It is God's gift of grace and understanding that fosters Peter's confession. We know well that Peter isn't perfect. He is at once thick-headed and impetuous. In fact, he proves that almost immediately after this scene in the gospel. Just a few verses over, Jesus begins talking to the disciples about going to Jerusalem undergoing great suffering at the hands of the scribes and the chief priests, being killed, and on the third day being raised. Peter, God bless him, takes Jesus aside and chides him, God forbid it, Lord, this must never happen to you. Jesus is incensed and says, Get behind me, Satan. In an instant, Peter goes from rock a stumbling block, the worst obstacle in the world to Jesus. From confessor to challenger, from student to know-it-all. But Peter can't seem to help himself. It's almost as if he's been possessed by one of those demons spewing out of the cave at Caesarea Philippi. Throughout his time with Jesus, Peter gets overcome by fear, he strikes out in anger, he makes so many mistakes, he is just so human. We are just like Peter, aren't we? Fearful, unsure, impetuous, thick-headed, hard-headed. We struggle with our own worldly demons bubbling up from inside us, fear, Anxiety, depression, addiction, prejudice, doubt. Our faith often waxes and wanes. When my own faith wanes, and it does, believe me, it manifests itself in doubt and often cynicism. I question the impact or effectiveness of the work that I do. I don't trust the Holy Spirit will be at work in spite of me. For example, on Tuesday, I worked St. Peter's table at UCA's Conway Days. I got our table set up with our little stack of giveaways. I expected the kids just to come by for the swag and nothing more. But I found myself answering some pretty thoughtful questions by many of those who stopped at our table. By the end of the afternoon, I was sure that the Holy Spirit had been at work, in me definitely, and I believe the Holy Spirit was at work in some of those young people too. That's the good thing about faith. It is something that never truly runs out. Our individual springs of faith might dry up sometimes, but there is never a full-blown drought of faith in the world. 
there is always someone with faith to share. That faith comes as a gift of grace. That grace is a gift from God, revealed to us in the same Jesus whom Peter confessed as the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Amen.